From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Biz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of February 14th, 2012. I'm John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. And I'm joined by our Orlando team, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and Max the Intern working the controls this week. Uh, Pete and Walter are away doing something. I don't know. They didn't tell me what they're doing, so <laughs> I assume they're, you know, gambling or valentine's day newlyweds their first valentine's oh, day oh you know i didn't oh, think man. about that <laughs> <laughs> who made that noise max the oh, answer max. that's just wrong in this week's show kevin close continues his series of counter service restaurant reviews with mara at animal kingdom lodge kathy whirling tells us about her experience with the sorcerers of the magic kingdom game and the team will read some of your emails. All that plus news, rapid fire, and much, much more on this week's <laughs> Diz Unplugged. That was really good, Teresa. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's start with some housekeeping. Uh, anybody got have anything for housekeeping they want to talk about? Laundry, dishes. Oh, not that kind? Sorry. Different kind of housekeeping. Okay. Happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners out there. We're recording this on Tuesday the 14th, so... I know it's probably a day late for you guys, but I want to say happy Valentine's Day. I have some announcements if you guys are done. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we got We're started. Done. <laughs> We're done. Well, I said who wants to go, and no one said anything. Yeah. So, Is this the much, much more? This is the much, much more. Ooh. Bring it on, John. All right. First of all, for Podcast Cruise 3.0, we do have pre- and post-night stays at the Swan Dolphin. Um and we're also arranging transportation. I know folks are anxious to hear about the details of this. I'm still working on the details and still working out the uh, the booking engine for this. Please be patient. We're going to get that to you as soon as possible. But we definitely have pre- and post-night stays at the Swan and Dolphin, and we will be arranging transportation. So just hang tight on that. We announced last week that on Podcast Cruise 3.0, we have two very special guests, Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly. Uh, two artists who will be joining us on that cruise. We're very excited about that. Uh, we're working out the specifics with them as to for, as exactly what they're going to do, but we're pretty sure they're going to be giving a speech, a, a talk, and as well as doing a question and answer session and signing some of their merchandise. Now for the announcement for Podcast Cruise 4.0. Ooh. Yes, tell. Something very tell. exciting. Already. Hmm. Already, yep. Yeah, we were able to secure somebody for Podcast Cruise 4.0. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't join us on 3.0. Uh, we're very excited to say that we're going to be having Dave Smith, Disney oh, historian okay. and yeah. former uh, person who ran the Disney archives, wow. joining us on Podcast Cruise 4.0. We're cool. very excited, very, very excited to have him. We're very happy he said yes. Um, he is going to be having a new book out sometime between now and that cruise so hopefully that will have available to our guests as well so that he can sign that for you as well as cool give us a little talk so that's cool nice. we're very excited about that we're always working on stuff for the different podcast cruises we're always trying to come up with new and different stuff so bear with us as we get the information out to you anybody have anything else for housekeeping didn't he already ask that Mm-hmm. No, I know you said people were asking about um, merchandise. See? I knew for, 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 for podcast cruise 3.0. I haven't even started on the logo yet, so um, 
Once what? I get some time, I'll start doing that. This is June, right? We're talking about? We're talking about June. <laughs> wow. Cody's got to work on that fast or yeah. people are going to start coming to his house. Really? <laughs> Maybe right. the, one of the artists that we have on the cruise can do one. There you <laughs> go. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that sounds Not a- that your stuff's not awesome, but you know. Yeah. That sounds affordable. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, this house is clean. Let's move on to... <laughs> oh, I was like a little poltergeist there. That was creepy. <laughs> Let's move on to... He's not short enough for that. <laughs> really? Let's move on to news. Uh, Kathy has agreed to read the news for me this week. Oh, is this all Greek names in huge numbers for her? It is. No, he was actually pretty kind this time. Uh, yeah, it's because it was supposed to be. Okay, go ahead. And in case you didn't know, Whitney Houston dies at 48. Multi-platinum selling superstar Whitney Houston, a New Jersey native who spent the early part of her life singing in New York City venues, died Saturday at age 48. The highly decorated hitmaker, who amassed six Grammy Awards spanning three decades, was reportedly found dead in Los Angeles on the eve of the Grammy Awards. The official cause of death has not been released at the time of recording. Born in Newark, New Jersey, Houston got her start performing in Manhattan before being discovered by legendary record producer Clive Davis. While known for mega hits like I Will Always Love You and appearing in multiple films, including 1992's The Bodyguard and 1995's Waiting to Exhale, the singer also recorded the song When You Believe, along with Mariah Carey for the Disney movie Prince of Egypt, a 1998 animated feature starring Val Kilmer, Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. Did anybody see Prince of Egypt? Mm -mm. No. It's a good song, actually. It's a really nice song, but sad. I don't remember the movie at all. But does it seem? I don't know. Is it Facebook and all the the social sites now that like Whitney Houston has? You know, this whole story has been announced about four million. It just seems like lately, or the last year or so, it's like you're almost beat to death. We with found the news. Yeah. we found out at uh, went to Mardi Gras this past Saturday. We were waiting for the B-52s and. It just spread like wildfire. Through the one crowd? Per- one person found it on their phone, and then it just started spreading. That might have been Grace, because she said, I saw it on my phone and told everybody. We were out to dinner, and the person we were out to dinner yeah. with, um, apparently their phone updates from MSNBC in, in the middle of dinner, we were told. I mean, it's amazing how fast news right. spreads. And at first it was, we thought he was joking. And we were like, okay, that's not funny. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't joke around about that. But it was turned out to be true. That's sad. Very, and, very sad. And it's such a odd time. I mean, I... Your time's up, your time's up. But to w- where she was and on the eve of the Grammys and her poor little daughter. She was younger than us. Yeah. Huh? I well, know, 48. 48. Yeah. It's yeah, just I just feel bad for the daughter. Yeah. That's, that's going to be tough. It's a sad, sad thing. So that's our death story for this week. So now we're going <laughs> to move on to something better. Disney sees big year ahead for cruise ships. Despite a fall-off in bookings in the aftermath of Carnival Corporation's Costa Concordia accident off the shores of Italy, Walt Disney Company CEO and President Bob Iger expects a big year ahead for his company's cruise ship business. Iger said Disney's cruise ships already are three-fourths booked for the year, even as the company awaits the launch of its fourth ship, which will open up about 40% more booking capacity. 
I think that says a lot about the business and the economy, Disney president and chief executive officer Bob Iger said during an interview with CNBC shortly after Disney reported its fiscal first quarter earnings. Generally speaking, we're looking at a very, very healthy year ahead for the business. Still, Iger acknowledged the Disney Cruise Line bookings slipped in the aftermath of the Concordia tragedy. The entire cruise business was affected by the crash in Italy. Our call centers have decreased in volume, and our bookings for the week were down somewhat because of that, Iger said. Well, all I have to say is we certainly didn't experience that from a travel agency side. I mean, we saw no reduction in requests or bookings after that happened. So, I mean, I'm sure they have a much bigger sample than we do, but it just seems that for the most part, Disney fans and people who know about Disney Cruise Line, this wasn't something that affected their decision-making at all. I'm always a little bit skeptical when I see people say something like that because then is that like they're trying to appear sympathetic? Like maybe there was somewhat of a drop, but are they making it like, oh, yes, even we've been affected? Oh, yeah, like look how it affected me type of thing. Could be. Um. Yeah, well, whatever. That's what, that's what I that's what I thought because I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm no expert and I don't see the numbers, but I I know we were plenty busy with people asking for cruises. But didn't right. we all think when it happened just for a second, how is this? Oh my gosh, what's this going to do? Your first reaction is because you, what you hear is cruise ship sinks. Yeah, and the first thing you think is, oh no, what happened? Because mm-hmm. you don't, we didn't know the specifics of it. Right. You don't know what line it is, and you don't know where it is, and how it's going to affect you. So the first reaction is always your heart sinks, and you think, oh my god, what happened? But once it, I think the news came out, we all sort of realized that this was. I said it when the news story came out. This was the captain's fault. This was not a mechanical issue. This was not the cruise line's issue. I don't see any other cruise line doing the same thing. Right. And where's he at now? Is he still in jail? I believe he's still in, in jail and being charged with... Yeah, that's not an industry-wide problem. I mean, had it been a terrorist attack or something like right. that, then we'd see a massive drop. But just or cruising it, up for the wave. Woo. Right. You know, or had it been a mechanical issue with a type of ship, the engine didn't yeah. work or something happened, then you would say, oh, there's a flaw in the technology of it or the build of it's it. Just and human I think error. a lot of people, at least you know, from the dis boards and stuff, it, it, it brought a whole new appreciation for what Disney does. That if you weren't convinced before, like with having the muster drill before you leave port, and when they do the uh, like lifeboat tests when they're in the different ports and stuff, so you might have had some maybe moments you didn't feel so good. But then I know a lot of people in the Diz were comforted by what Disney does. Do. Right, their preparation is. We've been on Royal Caribbean ships also, and it's the same level of care. You go to the muster drill. It's there are drills during your cruise where they'll announce twenty times you're going to hear um, warning signs. You're going to hear, and if you see people in fire gear, it's a drill kind of thing. So I've seen that several times, and that's uh, while it's inconvenient and it's startling when they tell you that it's going to happen. You sort of think to yourself, "Well, I'm glad they're doing that." Oh yeah, and I didn't mean to say that. It's only Disney that does that, but, you know, since we're connected our, to a Disney board. Our, our Disney community, I think, realizes what a good job that Disney Cruise Line does to keep their mm-hmm. passengers safe. I don't, I, I don't want to minimize what happened to these people because it's, tra- it's a tragedy, but I really think that a lot of people think that would never happen on a Disney ship. Like, it was so weird 
what happened and what occurred and what that captain did that so many of them talk about the cap- the captains of these uh, Disney Cruise Line ships like they're friends. Who did you have? I had Captain Tom, and he was really great. Mm-hmm. So I think it's almost like this distance, like it could never really happen on a Disney Well, they ship. came out with a new law, I think it was yesterday, or a recommendation that, you know, that they do the muster drill before they leave port and that everybody should wear their life jackets. Now, on Disney, they've gotten away from wearing the life jackets. Do you think they should go back to that? Yes, I do. And then somebody else also suggested then should a cast member look to make sure that you've put it on correctly? Should that be part of the drill? It's a good question. I personally hate it. Me I too. hate it. When I hate it, but it's fun to look around and see everybody else in their little, right. yeah. you know. And a part of the problem comes because I'm fat. And when you put that thing on, it looks like, you know, Laurel's and Hardy's tie sticking straight out from my <laughs> neck. <laughs> so it's not exactly the most flattering thing in the world. But I, you know, because I've been on so many cruises, I feel like, oh, I don't even need to go to the mustard drill. We talk about it. We joke around about it all the time. Let's not go. Who cares? They're not going to miss us. But we wind up going because it's what you're supposed to do. We've never missed one. We've never well, they'll come one. hunt you down, won't they? I mean. Uh, they will. And if they can't find you, you get a letter in your stateroom and you got to like. I don't oh, know. you've done it? You get like punished or something. Punished? No dessert. Shipboard credits taken away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think for, especially for first time cruisers, it's it's something everyone should do. And it's so maybe like putting the, the life jacket on, especially if you're a first time cruiser, is even more important. I think how many, if you have children. How many times when you're on a plane do you still watch that stewardess with that folded card? And, I do. I do. Do you really? Mm-hmm. And you get out the card and follow along I with do. her like you're supposed to? Pretty much so, yeah. I don't think you're telling me the truth. <laughs> no, honestly, I do. I do. I'd usually draw little pictures on the card, but I pull it out. There's many times that I've listened just because the stewardess had that attitude or the flight attendant had that attitude that if I wasn't paying attention, she was going to, you know. I'm usually in my seat making the little movements with my hands. I can do that. And, you know, the lighting on the floor, yes. And your exits are. Yeah, I can do that. What pictures are you drawing? Are you drawing like little stick figures falling out of the plane? (laughs) Just adding little things to the people in the pictures. keep in mind the closest exit may be behind you. There you go. But yeah, we follow the rules on this side of the table. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm going to sure stay right do. here in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> if you're acting it out, drawing pictures on it, something tells me you're not completely paying attention. <laughs> rules okay. are meant to be broken. Next news story. Okay. Our next news story. Disney Parks expansion to create thousands of jobs. With new additions such as the renovation of Disney's California Adventure, the creation of Shanghai Disneyland, and the Fantasyland expansion in Walt Disney World, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts is currently experiencing the largest expansion period in its history. While this expansion has obvious benefits in terms of its effect on guests, another important benefit is the new jobs that these expansions will bring. Chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, Tom Staggs, delivered a speech Thursday evening to the Orange County Business Council in Irvine, California, in which he announced that the company plans to add 10,000 jobs worldwide in 2012, including 7,000 jobs in the United States. The major expansion of Disney's California Adventure, which includes the addition of the much-anticipated Cars Land, will create 2,300 permanent jobs alone primarily in customer service positions. Another 700 jobs will be created throughout the Disneyland Resort. During Disney's California Adventures extensive construction period, which is currently underway, roughly 1,700 construction jobs were needed each year, making the park's refurbishment a significant contributor to the local economy. 
Staggs also spoke briefly about the park's next generation experience, which seeks to further customize visitors' experiences in the parks. This includes the ability to book attraction times before even leaving for vacation, such as one would with dining reservations. The project, which was announced last year, has yet to receive a launch date, but Stagg said that it will launch at the Walt Disney World Resort before spreading to other parts around the parks around okay. the world. There's a rumor on our board that they're going to next-gen It's a Small World. I know. By, I saw that. By you'll be able to touch a screen and it'll take a picture of you and it will make you one of the dolls. And That's not creepy. No. Well, again, it depends on what how they do it. You don't want to see it in the ride, but maybe if they redid the ride vehicles like they did on Spaceship Earth, where in your ride vehicle you see it. A little me. And not projected onto the... Right. Just like the whole Yeah, I don't mansion. want everybody to see it. My little me. Where, where would I be, you know? Because yeah, the dolls kind of all look alike. It's like, oh, they put me on a goat. <laughs> 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 I'm in the, you know, the little heaven room and floating the, around. The, the little heaven room? Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, be nice to her. Man, I'm done. I think I'm out. I don't know about other places in the country, but I have to say this. Everywhere I go these days, I see now hiring signs. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere I go. Except on Goldenrod, there's a business that says not hiring. Really? That sign's been up there since I've lived here. Oh, they don't want you to come in. I don't even I know guess, what the business is. I guess it's, it's a front. Not, a, you know, <laughs> not hiring. That sign's not always selling there. black market merchandise. <laughs> but you're right. You know, it's. I think it's on an upswing, and sounds like what? What did you say? How many at Carsland? Like twelve hundred or something? Twenty three hundred, I think it was. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Twenty three hundred permanent jobs, primarily in customer service. That's a frontline agent or frontline cast member. But that, but we're not talking about attraction hosts. cars are there going to be to load think, people yeah. into? They're, I they think count, they're they, lumping that into do they? anybody who deals with a customer. So it's like traction hosts and counter service workers and glow stick sellers. That are, <laughs> glue stick sellers. That's pretty wild, though. Yeah. And imagine, you know. I don't uh, think they're going to hire a new herd of plaid vest wearing. That's the way I read it. I guess Guest service people to work in cars land. I thought maybe Fantasyland's going to have quite a few new people too. Yeah. So. And they have to have probably have like Geico agents or something. <laughs> oh, oh good lord! I'm a lizard. All right, thank you, Kathy, for reading the news for me. And let's move on to rapid fire. I'll go first over here, over here on this side of the table. She has a little rapid fire. Who'd like to go first? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! The rule follower. I'm waving my hand in the air over here. Well, go ahead, Teresa. Okay. Four Magic Kingdom Park table service restaurants are adding some delicious new dishes just for the kids ages 3 to 9. And it starts tomorrow, I believe, the 15th. At Tony's Town Square, look for a steak skewer with roasted sweet potato fries and fresh fruit. Um, let's see. Also at Tony's, a grilled cheese sandwich on multi-grain bread. Slices into dippers with tomato sauce on the side. That sounds kind of good. Kind of like a... I didn't... I, I think they, it should be like soup, not sauce. Yeah. Well, it's kind of... That's their theme, I, I think, there. Liberty Tree Tavern is going to feature a new barbecue chicken and pineapple flatbread pizza with a side of crispy vegetables and apples or oven-roasted turkey with mashed potatoes, veggies, and fruit. Cinderella's Royal Table will try the new chicken drumette with rice and broccolini, grilled beef skewers with mashed potatoes and corn, or chicken pot pie topped with a biscuit crust. That looked really good, actually. And Plaza Restaurant has a kid's plate with a grilled cheese. Grilled chicken slices, couscous, 
couscous, and fresh fruit skewer. I think it sounds yeah. different. I don't I know what kid's going to eat the pineapple. I was just going to say, let, let's, let's dissect this. There are some things that sound really good. The turkey sounds good. The pot pie mm-hmm. sounds really good. The grilled cheese, I th- think, sounds good. Do you think kids are going to want to do that pizza with pineapple on Barbecue chicken and pineapple flatbread pizza. I, I know Ferris. He only eats two pineapple. things. <laughs> Finley's, pineapple Finley's, and chicken. He's good. Finley's <laughs> open, but Ferris, it has to be nuggets and goldfish and fries. Yeah. I mean, we've tried everything, but Finley's open to it. It really depends on your kid. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that bothers me is that they're pushing this whole wheat stuff. And we'll talk about this later, but everything's this whole wheat bun now. I think my problem is that I don't have a problem with whole wheat. I have a problem with Disney's whole wheat. I don't know how they can do it and suck every bit of moisture out of it. <laughs> is of, it stale when it comes out of the package? A lot of the stuff you buy at the store that's whole wheat, though, is pretty gnarly, too. Yeah, but you can buy whole wheat bread that has the same consistency and texture right. as other breads. I mean, you can buy a whole wheat bread that has the same consistency of white bread. Well, it's not whole wheat, though. It is. It's whole wheat bread. Because I, I buy, you can buy wheat bread. Because I, I was looking at them the other day. There's wheat bread, then there's whole wheat, which is a little bit more dense and a little drier than, you know, yeah, but these good old Wonder buns Bread. And hot dog buns are using, uh, it, it, all it does is make you try and add ketchup and yeah. other stuff to whatever you're eating to try and hmm. moisten it. Well, up maybe a bit. it being grilled okay. will help it. Multi, and this is multi grain bread, so. And what about that, the broccolini? I love, I, broccolini. Love broccolini. I love broccolini. What kid is going to eat? They barely eat broccoli. Some kids with rice and broccolini. And I'm sure people will send emails and say, my kid loves broccolini and pineapple. We have it every morning. Do they talk like that? When yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how they talk. That's how I talk I mean, when Finn, I'm defending Finley my children. loves broccoli. Ferris doesn't even want to look at it. Yeah. So, I mean, they yeah. Are nice Same here. Day. Stella will try anything. Grace is, we all know Grace is a chicken nugget, you know. And Max is... He's not a kid anymore, but he's ventured out into the weird and unusual. So I don't know. I think it's a it's a step in the right direction. I think it is. Are- I wish they would um, extrapolate this down to fast food and sweet or- potato fries. Yum. Yeah. I think a lot of these choices sound very good. I do too. I just question the judgment of whether kids lead it. I hope they do. I hope, I hope they a, do. Yeah. yeah. I hope. It's yeah. A- All right. Couscous. What kid doesn't like couscous? <laughs> really? Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> Love Cusco. <laughs> Let's move on. Corey, what do you have for us? I have a few. Um, this one about the exotic driving experience just came in. I just got it uh, on the way here. Hot off the presses. They're doing some price adjustments. Now they have a few months to look at the popular cars and the not-so-popular cars. They're adjusting their prices. The Ferrari, I mean, I'm, t- I'm going to talk about the six laps only. I mean, you can just judge from there. Um, no tax. The Ferrari is going up. From 389 to 419, the Lamborghini 570 is going up from 339 to 389. That's a $50 increase. This is because it's popular. It's popular. I should have given you the math news story. <laughs> and the um, the Audi R8 is going down from 369 to 239, and the Porsche is going down from 199 to 169. They're discounting them. They're discount. Well, they're discounting the not popular ones. Just an example, the. The Porsche, you can do a 10-lap now. Once the price uh, goes into effect, you can do a 10-lap for $269. That's... Is that good? You get bored after like eight. <laughs> so. I tell you what. For $269, you can take my PT Cruiser all around the neighborhood. Don't say that. Tracy Heinrichs is going <laughs> to jump all over it. Tracy Heinrichs is going to show up with a check. 
Let me make sure I got that price right. I got to say, though, I mean, good for them for being proactive and getting out there and fixing what, you know, upping what's popular and downing what's not. But why do they have to up it? Why can't they just discount the... Wait, I'm sorry. The Porsche is going up. Yeah, it's going up from one um, from 169 to no. Yeah, it's going down. Never mind. I'm, I'm getting back. Whoa. Don't give me don't give me the math. Well, he's got all kinds of charts in yeah. front of him here. So well, you, it, it just came in. I was doing this in the car. So. You did that calculation and While figured driving? out fifty dollars in like four minutes so. while driving your Porsche. You were doing this in the car. Uh, we also went to um, to Mardi Gras this past weekend. Not a lot has changed. I just want to share some um, observations with you. The parade route has completely changed. It's shorter this year. Um, the parade used to start back by Jaws, but since we know what's going on back, th- um, what's going on back there, the parade route does not go down San Francisco anymore. It starts and ends around Mel's di- uh, drive-in. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's a lot shorter, um, but you, there are still some opportunities where you can see the parade twice if that's what you're there for and get beads yeah so it starts at um at mel's drive-in heads towards new york goes down production central then hollywood boulevard did you stay for the parade were you watching the parade yeah we went there for the parade Um, we got there a a little before that checked everything out i was videotaping some stuff uh the parade started at 7 30 we were going to wait around for the b-52s started waiting around eight 8.30 8.30 came, no B-52s, so... Really? We decided It was also to, very, very, it was very chilly. It was, it was a chilly night. night. When, yeah. And I know what people in the country where it's 15 degrees are going, it's not cold in Florida. They talk like that when they call me to... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 were not, we were not prepared for it that. Was not it was 32 degrees Saturday It's not night. cold in Florida. It was cold in Florida. <laughs> it was cold in Florida. It we was, because Grace was calling me, can you bring me a jacket? Uh, well, no, I'm like 45 minutes away, and I, how would I find you? No. You know it's cold when I'm about to buy a universal jacket. Ooh. <laughs> Did you get a lot of beads? Did they throw the same number of beads out? We would give our, our beads to like the kids around us, but they were throwing. They were definitely throwing the beads. Grace came home with a lot. Um, there, there's also some viewing areas this year. Um, there's a little Jester's Parade area for kids nine and under, and this is uh, around the Hollywood section, which I think this is great, especially since the, the route is shorter. The, the crowd's going to be more condensed. So I'll, I like that they're given a kids a spot. There's also a AAA viewing area, a premier and preferred annual pass holder viewing area again, and an American Express viewing area. So basically, if you're breathing, you <laughs> you have a viewing. They've had they've had the AAA, the Premier, and American Express, but the little jesters. It's the I think that's a great it's idea. New, especially since this is more of an adult activity anyway. So give the kids a chance to get you know a spot where they can see the parade, not have to look around. Big fat guys. Yeah, but I mean everything else. The um, the French Quarter courtyards there. They're still serving all the New Orleans style food. The drinks are still flowing. Shot girls, stilt walkers. Parade concert, yeah. This takes place select select Saturday nights. Um, no, Saturday and select nights, February 11th through the 14th of April. It, goes, it runs straight through Lent. Very cool. <laughs> Which is kind of opposite of what Mardi Gras is for, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Kevin, do you have a rapid fire? I do. We are very, very, very close to selling out our Italy trip. We have less seats than I have fingers on one hand left available. If you are interested in traveling with us to Italy, May 24th through June 1st, please let me know. I am... We are about to shut it down. We are about to shut it down, about to close it up. It is... uh, Now, keep in mind that our deposit uh, window is closing. Full payment will be due on this trip 
by February 23rd. So at this point, you're looking at pretty much a painful situation. But again, there are a handful of spots left available. Very good. Kathy, what do you have for us? Disney's Kilimanjaro Safaris is going to lose the poaching storyline. They did a survey, supposedly, and found out that um, most people like zebras. Zebras were their favorite animal. So now they're going to poach the zebras instead of the (laughs) elephant? So no, now the storyline is going away. They didn't say what they're going to replace it with, but at the end, you know, when when you're running through the the jungle in the the vehicle, you're going to end up at a new savanna with a watering hole with zebras there. I got to tell you, I hated that stupid poaching storyline. Well, you know, it actually got much milder. When Animal Kingdom first opened, one of the last things you saw was they had... A zebra carcass. Now, it was a man-made zebra carcass, but the lion, they put the lion's food inside the zebra carcass. So you got... The real the, lion? The real lions, yeah. I mean, that's, wow. that was their feeding station. They've was, been chipping away at this for a while. Right. Remember the last scene? I had a real cast member there mm-hmm. Yeah. for a while. And they, so, they used to have an airplane that was there that, like the propeller, you know, like they, they had just landed. And when that went away, I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, I like I like that story. I think they need to have still have some kind of educational story. But we used to go up to Mouse Surplus when it used to be up in Haines City and they had the airplane. How much? I didn't ask the price. The tires were in our backyard. But I'm there like, (laughs) wouldn't that be cool if you had a big enough place that you could have bought for the airplane? airplane? Yeah. You had to save Big Red. Yeah. That was the whole storyline. And Little Red in the back of the... Maybe maybe we could save up our pennies and buy Little Red when they get rid of it. Yeah. I can have it in a Jeep in my That's backyard. What I need in my backyard. Sure. I've been on that attraction so many times, I'm looking forward to a change. So is it not going to have any... I mean, it's just going to end with the lovely zebras grazing? or They're, They didn't say... I'm hoping they come up with some kind of oh, new storyline. about the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, if, have the animals chasing people through the... Oh, that'd be kind of you know, cool. Just so it's educational. <laughs> there were hand marks. <laughs> like that girl from Mars Attacks. <laughs> Running. Oh. I think, oh, interesting. So this is supposed to start in March. The ride's going to stay open, and it's supposed to finish sometime in the fall. So, so it's not shutting down? No. It's, it's just going to change. One day, one way, and next day, something different. Wow. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Kathy, for that. Thank you, everybody, for your rapid fires. That'll do it for this segment. We hope you join us for our next segment of the Diz Unplugged. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 